The NFL season might be coming to an end, but a new best ball season is just beginning. What's up, IBT family? Tonight, we take a first look at the early 2024 ADP and lay out our favorite bets for the Super Bowl. Let's buckle up. It's the IBT podcast coming at you. Because I've been in tune, out of touch, coming off the bench, trying to shake the funk, check your stat line, see who's up, that over-under hit too clutch. And I'm trying to avoid getting carried away with the jet sweep, sleeping on a trick play, predicting all of my moves like they seen every play. So I'm running it back, head down, get out of my way, and it's for the law with only one thing to do. I guess I'll say a prayer and put it all on the line for you, but they Just one thing to say, yeah, what they don't know. Something they haven't seen. I'm off that mean Joe Green. It got me fading between. Yeah, I got it. And I got The In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Tuesday, February 6th, my sister's birthday, 2024. Vibes are high as all eyes are on Sin City for the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs, they will be battling the San Francisco 49ers for the Lombardi Trophy this weekend. We'll certainly chat all about the big game. But the main focus on today's particular program is the fantasy football season that just never sleeps. My name is Seth Wilcock, and I am joined by a man who literally carried myself and our entire team through a wind tunnel at one point. He might be known as the founder of Pros with Joes, might be known as the founder of Green Screens Media, but to me, he's my co-host, Eric Romoff. What's up, Tex? Man, I might also be known as the best husband in the world because today, like your sister, is my wife's birthday. And for her birthday, I got her, me, back here in the studio for a few hours while she's doing... God knows what. So happy birthday, babe. Love you. Uh, thanks for letting me do this. Shout out to Eric's wife. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Totally didn't know that, but uh, we, we're glad you're here either way, Eric. Um, also, we're going to be plugging into the brain of another man tonight, a guy who's now been nominated for two awards for his fantasy football writing skills, a guy who has saved thousands and thousands of lives at the airports across the Seattle area. He's Scott Rainier. Scott, how are we hanging, my friend? I'm good, man. Can you can I tap you into my boss and let him know how many lives <laughs> I've saved? Um, I do like, Eric, how your I'm the best husband was followed by on my wife's birthday, I'm doing a podcast. Um, yeah, that's good that's, husband stuff, right? That, that works for me. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm good, man. Um, I mean, my my two not my two nominations are quite as quite as many as somebody else on this on this stream, but no, it's uh, it's an honor and it's exciting. 
Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Big time for us over here. IBT, we appreciate everyone who's uh, helped us get to this point. Um, We're absolutely loaded on the show tonight, guys. We're doing it. We're scratching that itch a little bit. We're going to be looking at some fantasy football 2024 ADP courtesy of Underdog Fantasy's The Big Board. Best ball season's back. So excited to dive into that. I've been scratching my own itch the last couple weeks, getting some leagues underway here. Um, And guys, we're also joined by our producer whose camp is telling me that he was checking out a punk bar in the south side of Pittsburgh this past weekend. Kyle Scott, how are we doing tonight, man? I'm doing fantastic. My clothes and hair no longer smell like cigarettes. Thank you for asking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, punk bars still exist. A lot of denim and leather and spikes. A lot of cool black boots. Kyle, you have a you have a camp that informs <laughs> everybody about stuff. That's yeah. Like I missed a lot in the last few months. Kyle's made it. <laughs> I'm I'm big time now. You missed a lot, Scott big time that still hangs out in the south side of Pittsburgh where you got to keep your head on a fucking swivel down there. And I've heard from different people, Kyle, never be the drunkest guy in the south side. That's the guy looking for trouble. So hopefully that wasn't you putting back some uh, Iron City heavy pounders this weekend. Always Iron City heavy pounders, but I was nowhere near the drunkest one in the bar. It was karaoke night, so no way to be the drunkest. All right. Fair enough there. Uh, Thank you to the IBT family for checking us out this week, along with all the weeks of this 2023 NFL season. Uh, It's because of you guys coming in each and every week, leaving us comments, giving us thumbs up on the video, encouraging other people to like and subscribe to the channel. That's really helping us continue to grow here. Uh, We have a goal, a little bit of a goal here. It's a lofty one, but we're looking for 1,000 subscribers by the NFL draft. That's also NASCAR Dover week where Ellie and I will be out there covering the race in person so uh it's a big week for us there we're looking for a thousand subscribers thank you guys so much for helping us we just had a huge week in nascar we're up 10 units uh heading out of the first weekend of it and the pga season heating up the waste management open uh that's going to be a fun one down there in phoenix eric uh you're not too far from there you ever been out to the waste management i have not been out to the waste management um and despite popular opinion texas is kind of far from arizona it's a big ass place <laughs> i just kind of grouped the whole south there together so uh yeah, my mistake basically there. like east coast or not east coast right <laughs> absolutely let's welcome in the ibt family we got dave in the chat what's up dave good to see you we got megan hey megan good to see you thanks for joining us uh we we got Hooves saying best bars smell like siggies Nah, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm mixed on on the Siggy Scott. How do you feel? You're usually the sober ones in the bars. Do you prefer Sigs? No Sig smell. Um, how how do you feel about this comment from our guy who? I mean, at this point in my life, I definitely prefer no Sigs. But there was a <laughs> long portion of my life, including once it was banned in this state, where I was a smoker, and who was absolutely right, absolutely right. But nowadays, I don't really go to the bars that often, so I'm not really probably a good one to chime in on this. There we go. We got uh, Dave saying, I played in a hockey tournament in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm sure Dave coming down from uh, up and probably was kicking some uh, Pittsburgh ass there. I'd Dave, say, what do you Dave would be mean on the four check. You know it. Uh, I Dude, Dave's probably out there slinging them, probably getting in the penalty box, putting them up one, two. Uh, 
Let's see. We got Albert in the chat as well. What's up, Albert? Good to see you, man. Hope you're having a great Tuesday as we head towards the Super Bowl. And guys, let's go ahead. Let's jump into it. Let's kick things off with Would You Rather. And look, let's look at a little bit of Best Ball ADP for 2024. Figuring this out here as we got Scott here uh, connecting back with us, Eric. And have you got into any best ball drafts this season so far? Um, best ball, if people are new to it, it's this form of fantasy football where you don't set lineups each week. It kind of maximizes the, the funnest part of the league, which is drafting. Yeah, so I, I haven't gotten into any of this year's best ball drafts, but that is in part because I pushed all my chips to the middle of the pot with the playoff contests um, okay. and i've got uh knock on wood I've got a uh, i've got a pretty nice payout coming my way so please believe that once uh once that those funds release on sunday night i'm going to be putting those right back into circulation with the, the 2024 drafts and Eric, are you someone who, with best ball becoming more and more popular every single year uh it, it's one of those things as well that I don't know if everyone's playing these big tournaments like I am. That's where I'm allocating most of my units to is kind of these bigger tournaments uh, like the one we're going to be checking out, the big board on Underdog today. Mm -hmm. And then uh, DraftKings, they'll have theirs out in a couple weeks as well. Um, and then NFCCC uh, or NFCC, excuse me, they they have their leagues as well. Um, do you prefer the tournaments or do you prefer like the more cash gamies? Uh, I end up doing a pretty pretty good mix of both right okay. um i feel like in addition to being like maybe some of the most degenerate shit out there these early large contests are also one of the places where you can get like some of the biggest edges on the field right we're going to go over adp here uh, uh as we carry on in the show but there are some guys that are just flatly absurd in terms of where they're being drafted in both directions both high and low so not only can you know you 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 create some value and and add some EV to your builds overall by getting you know guys several rounds later than they really should be going, but also the rookies in particular, right? Like best ball is established enough to where we know that drafting rookies is is almost a must if you want to take down one of these huge tournaments. Yeah, and the earlier you're drafting, the later these rookies are going, right? People logically so want to wait to find out where the rookies are going to be drafted before they put yeah. them on their best ball teams obviously like you're you're going to kiss some frogs you're going to burn some lineups but if you ended up with a last round puka nakua um in in the 2023 early season drafts you're you're now putting yourself in in position for one of these you know 99.9 percentile outcomes um so i mean it's it's definitely more of a gamble but it's it's so much fun and it is the best way to bridge the gap of time between the Super Bowl and the draft. 
Yeah. Uh, the big board in particular, they have slow drafts. They have fast drafts. I prefer to start out with some slow drafts each season, kind of get a feel for what the ADP is before I, I jump in head first. Maybe if I have a free evening, I, I'll do a 30 second draft just to kind of, you know, feel a little something if you would, because sometimes these, uh, these long drafts, I started a couple, uh, last mm. week. And I think we're in the third round. You know what I mean? So, so they, they, they can take some time, but definitely a fun thing to pass the time. And, like Kyle, when he's out in South Side at some punk bars, we got to keep our head on the fucking swivel out here uh, when we're playing on NFCC, apparently, because a little bit of a shady cheating scandal uh, went down a couple weeks ago, Eric. Yeah, um, I probably will not be uh, be putting much money in play if, if at all over there, right? Like, uh, it sounds like it was an isolated incident and, you know, just yeah. kind of one bad apple sort of thing. But, um, you know, that... It's a very scary reality, right? So I'm I'm probably gonna gonna wait for a little bit to uh to to jump into that into those waters in particular, right? Um, fortunately, there are no no shortage of uh of fantastic providers out there to to get a little bit of action, and I'm I'm sure before long we'll we'll see uh, a pretty exhaustive list of these steps that have been taken to make sure that sort of thing doesn't happen again with with their platform. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to uh, Pete and uh, the Ship Chasing podcast. I actually kind of uncovered that. That was kind of a cool uh, little, uh, you know, underground journalism uh, thing going on over there. So shout out, Pete. Scott, we got you back, man. How how are we feeling? I didn't even realize I was gone. So, the Siggy, you, you delivered the Siggy and bars perfectly. We didn't see uh, we, we we didn't see you move at all, but we heard it. The, the audio okay. was there. So yeah, uh, I, was, I was sitting here, I looked away to look at some stats and then all of a sudden I saw I was gone. So I did a restart. Uh, there we go. But I caught what you were just saying. And yeah, I got way into that story. The ship chasers oh. and how they uncovered that. That was, that was good stuff. You love it. I'm, man. A, I'm a big Ben Gretsch fan. So. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let's go ahead. Let's dive into some of this ADP and then we're going to bring Kyle out to ask us some would you rather ADP questions and just uh, regular uh, some entertainment questions and, and lifestyle questions for around the Super Bowl as well. Let's go ahead and pull this ADP up here. And at first look, here, guys, it's not anything too crazy, I don't think. Um, Christian McCaffrey, the 101 consensus, that makes a lot of sense. I'll go through the first round and then we can kind of talk and discuss our, our initial thoughts here. C.D. Lamb coming in at the 102. He's jumped all the way up to the wide receiver one currently in this format. It is half point PPR too, so keep that in mind. And this is a larger tournament as well, if that, if that means anything to you folks. Um, Tyree Kill at, at the 103, the wide receiver two off the board. Justin Jefferson now going at the 104, Jamar Chase 105, and Brees Hall at the 106. Man, I miss those days when we were getting Brees Hall a year ago. Third, fourth round, it was glorious. Um, rounding out the, the the first round here, Amon Ross St. Brown at the 107, Puka Nakua all the way up at the 108, Bijan Robinson 109, Jameer Gibbs 110, Kyron Williams 111, and Garrett Wilson the 112. Scott, we have three 2023 rookies in the top 10 here or in the top 12. This is redraft. You know, it's best ball. It's half point PPR, but it is redraft too. So to see that uh, guys like Puka and and uh, Bijan and Kyron all up there, what do you think? I mean, Puka, des- Puka deserves to be there. Uh, I mean, nothing's really going to be changing uh, in LA. And I mean, I-, I was talking with a buddy about, his season and you know there were the receptions yards and touchdowns threshold 
if you if you bumped up the touchdown threshold to eight, um, and then you know twelve hundred yards, eighty to one hundred receptions. There's two receivers that have done that in the rookie year. Now Puka scored six, but he had almost fifteen hundred yards and over a hundred receptions. I mean, he had a bonkers rookie year. I mean, it completely you know it, it stands out from you know based on where he came from draft capital wise. But I just I don't I don't see any reason why he's going to slow down. Um, I mean, maybe he won't hit hit the hit the ceiling he did in, in his rookie season. Um, but he's that type of player. I mean, he really he, he was he was gobbling up targets and receptions and yards like Cooper Cup did. Um, except Cooper Cup didn't do it in his rookie year. He took a few years. Yeah. So I completely yeah. agree with Puka being there. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a Bijan guy. I'm always gonna be a Bijan Robinson guy. Um, and I think there's a lot of hope. Now it's hope. So it's not, it is you know, hope. It's, it's projection. It's, it's, it's the lack of Arthur Smith is, is the, um, we got him up here now. All good. But, um, but Raheem Morris is a good coach. And I think that, I think that, but you know, I think Drake London, Kyle Pitts. And, and I mean, the thing about Bijan Robinson is yes, he didn't, he wasn't the number one overall running back. Right. Um, he didn't meet the lofty expectations, but he still, other than a few games that were just extra frustrating because of how they played out, the game where he was sick, he still smashed in a lot of games. Um, right. So, I'm, I mean, I'm still going to be firing him up in redraft. You know, I, he's still a first-round pick for me. Um, who else we got? Gibbs. Yeah, I mean, I really can't argue with any of these rookies where they're at. Eric, is there anyone in this first round for you, whether it's a rookie or not? Like CD Lamb going to push up to 102, I think is is a bit risky. Um, is there anyone else here in the, in this like top 12 that that you don't agree with the consensus here? Um, I mean, I think there are. I mean, look, a lot of these guys are in the top 12 for for good reason, right? So like, um, there there aren't any like glaring issues. You can you can kind of squabble over, you know, whether you want uh cd2 or if he should move down to three or four or whatever like at that point you're you're splitting hairs you know yeah. if if you if i had to nitpick a little bit um i think kyron williams is a little dicey um you know if nothing else like you're drafting him at a ceiling and while certainly they offense has you know they've they've done fantastic things with running backs usually that that tread wears off the tire pretty quickly he kind of runs those guys into the ground so um, you know, maybe this is a bit of path being prologue, but a little bit worried about Kyron Williams. Also, Garrett Wilson. I mean, he's probably the most speculative uh, name on this list, right? Mm -hmm. You know, granted, we saw him flash in uh, just absolutely horrific situations as a rookie and to a lesser extent last year as a sophomore. Um, but, you know, I mean, you're you're really you're spending a lot of draft capital for a situation that has a fair amount of question marks in it. Right. Like, yes. Technically, Aaron Rodgers was cleared medically towards Certainly. the end of the season, but he's coming off of an Achilles. He's older than dirt, right? Like, um, you know, we'll see if they improve that offensive line and if that offense. He's got that ayahuasca in his blood. He's good. I don't know, man. Like, there was some video of him during this season where he was, you know, going at about 15, 20% speed, throwing the football and said he was going to play the next week. I think he's going to be fine. <laughs> I mean, you're making a lot of sense. You really are. <laughs> Let's go a little bit further position by position before we get some would you rather questions in here with Kyle. The quarterback position, Josh Allen, the only one with a super inflated ADP here in the second round, 18.8. Jalen Hurts falls back a little bit, potentially with the uh, loss of the tush push, 35.1 going towards the end of the third round now. 
Lamar Jackson has jumped Patrick Mahomes. It's Mahomes and then Stroud, Anthony Richardson back to back, which will what will be sophomore quarterbacks there. And then down down the board a little bit, it still gets interesting. Joe Burrow, quarterback eight, Justin Herbert, Jim Harbaugh in town, quarterback ten, and Brock Purdy, Kyler Murray. They're looking like a pretty good deal down there, at QB twelve or thirteen. Um, anything stand out to you here, Eric? Anything that that jumps off the page that you say, "Wow, that is a value right away," or I'm not paying that price. Um, I'm going to have a lot of Anthony Richardson in best ball drafts, um, especially if this ADP holds true. He's someone that I think we're going to see his ADP rise a pretty fair amount. I mean, okay. the, the upside is is just is unreal, right? Granted, it comes with risk, as evidenced by last season, but um, that's definitely someone that I'm going to be targeting. The uh, the name that I want to mention is one that we, we actually haven't touched on here. I think you're going to have to scroll way down yeah, to yeah, Mr. Yeah. Jared Goff. Wow. A guy looking at that big board overall, two of his weapons are inside of the top 12. I'm assuming that his tight end is tight end one or two. Yet here yes. he is as QB like 28 or whatever, right? Like if you're if if the market is is telling us that all of his receiving weapons are going to have ceiling type of seasons, you would tend to think that Jared Goff probably is going to have a pretty good <laughs> season as well, right? So he could be someone that, you know, if you're on that one-two turn. And you want to start building some some stacks with Amon Ra and Gibbs, you can basically get Jared Goff for free, whatever, 10, 12 rounds later, right? And Benny Boy's back too. Benny Boy's back. So I, I think it's just <laughs> vibes are high. On the flight to Washington, right? <laughs> How about it? How about it? Um, all right. I, I, I like that. Let's check out the running backs here. Or Scott, do you have anything to add for, for quarterbacks? Anything you're seeing? Um, um, I like. For me, what stands out is the the kind of weight on QB zone. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, Kyler Murray, yep. Tua. Like that's yep. that would be my sweet spot. Um, I'm typically, I mean, I don't do a lot of best ball, but in general, um, if it makes sense to go after one of the you know the top two or three guys, I will. But I subscribe. I learned this from JJ Zacharyson, Rich Rebar. If you if you're not don't be the guy in your league taking the QB six in your drafts, you know? Yep. Um, yep. So I, and I subscribe to that because, you know, it, it, the, the, the actual data behind that has kind of roller coastered, you know, since late round QB, QB came out in 2011. But with, if these, if these ADPs hold like those four quarterbacks, I'm, I'm, I'm picking, I'm picking other positions and just, I, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to feed off one of those guys. Yeah, I generally feel the same. We'll talk Especially more about the Cardinals it. Draft Marvin Harrison. Woo! Yes, yes, I'm with you there. We'll talk more about it, but I, I, I generally agree with you. Um, at the running back position, we talked about McCaffrey, Brees, and Bijan, and Gibbs being in that first round, as well as Kyron Williams. At the RB six, it's JT Devon Achan jumps all the way up to RB seven. That's a steep price. Um, then we have Saquon coming in at RB eight, Travis Etienne RB nine, Isaiah Pacheco. RB10, he's got one game left this season. Rashad White, your guy that we shit on you for last year, Scott. Um, all the way up at RB11. Congrats on that call. Hell of a call. Dang, where's um, Damian Pierce going? <laughs> James Cook, RB12. Um, Austin Eckler, all the way down to RB20. I think that's an interesting uh, name there. Tony Pollard, RB23. Obviously, we don't know where these guys are going to go, but um, definitely interesting to see the board. I Like, I... I feel like this is one of those drafts where generally 
if you want to grab an anchor running back, that's fine. Um, but I don't, I wouldn't mind if my running back won again this year with someone like a Travis Etienne or an Isaiah Pacheco, you know, wait for maybe one of those guys. And then you could still potentially get one of these other RB twos, like a Montgomery or, a uh, an Austin Eckler, someone like that. Yeah. For me, that's a, that's quite a staggering fall for Austin Eckler from, you know, top three last year. Yeah. Now, whether it's warranted, you know, I haven't really dug into it all that much post or, you know, season recap wise, but that seems like pretty good value for Austin Eckler just with his mm. ceiling. Um, and I agree. I mean, I think, you know, I think that is a little steep for HM, but I mean, I don't know, man, he's a, he's a pretty good, he, I would think he's a pretty good best ball target. You know, I mean, he finished, he finished mm. in the top six, this year in points per game, he missed, mm-hmm. he missed a bunch of games, you know, he missed six games, but you know, I think in the, in the, however many games he played, he was over 20 points in five of them, including that 50 point game against Denver. So, I mean, it HN has that ceiling where I might be tempted even at that price. Uh, with somebody like okay. That. Okay. Um, Eric, any, any other names we haven't mentioned that stick out to you here? Uh, my guy, Chase Brown, RB 32, your guy, Devin Singletary, RB 33. Yeah. Our, our guy, Chase Brown, this, this is a prime example of, of where you can, you can find some value, right? Like right now, Chase Brown is going, what's that pick one Oh seven, um, you know, in two to six weeks when we get news that, um, you know, Joe Mixon is being asked to restructure his contract again. Um, and, you know, maybe it doesn't work out this time. A guy that's going to skyrocket up the board, right? Like, um, I, I guess kind of like in the macro sense, tend to agree with your strategy. Like, don't mind one of these, like, RB kind of five through 10 as an anchor. And then because it's best ball, like, just go fire on volume in the mid to later later yeah. rounds, knowing that, you know, a week where someone random, uh, you know, Najee Harris finds their way into an end zone, um is is a week where he will automatically be inserted into your lineup right so like i take more of a volume play with running back but more so as you're scrolling up and down this list like you know just kind of take a look at the names and ask yourself are any of these guys in situations that can dramatically change based on how the draft plays out based on how free agency plays out great call and if the answer is yes and in their favor it's probably someone that's worth taking taking a flyer on right like it, like I mentioned earlier, you might end up burning that lineup if things don't break their way. But if things go well, like you, you have a a very legitimate shot at one of these, you know, top, you know, top one percent outcomes that you're really striving for in these big contests. Keep yeah, in I mind, that's, though, that's oh, a good point. No, that's a, and that's the exact point with Chase Brown. He's he's in that mm-hmm. situation where I mean, he could he could potentially have some standalone value. It's tough to tell. I mean, Mixon Mixon's one of the last of the bell cows, you know, when he's playing. Um, we're, we're back in on Chase Brown. We're, we're back. Little, we're a little biased. We're a little biased at IBT for Chase Brown. I will we're also. Back. I'll take the injury discount on Nick Chubb. Just to throw hell yeah, yes. Um, and keep in mind as well, guys. The last couple seasons, the teams that have won this the big board uh, tournament have been zero RB teams. So mm-hmm. something to keep in mind here. It, it, like starting RB 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 or you know something crazy like that. Not the best in this format. Uh, let's qu- quickly touch on wide receiver and tight end before we get to some questions uh, that Kyle has for us about the ADP. Uh, we, we talked about CD Lamb. Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson, Chase, St. Brown, Puka, Garrett Wilson. That's your top seven going in that first round. 
And then A.J. Brown coming in at wide receiver eight and some newcomers to the table to round out the wide receiver ones. Nico Collins, wide receiver nine. Wow, that is absolutely crazy. Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver 11. Rasheed Rice, wide receiver 13. We'll talk more about some of these guys in depth, but uh, it's crazy to see like the breakouts from 2023, Eric. They're really getting pushed up the board while these 2022 breakouts, Jalen Waddle, Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, they've all kind of hit that post-hype sleeper status a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, apart from Cooper Cup, maybe everyone on that on that list that you ran down are guys that you know we're still kind of waiting for that that game-breaking upside to to be realized, right? Yeah. You know, certainly, you know, in, in any given week can can pop off, but haven't really you know haven't really lived up to to that hype. So. Anytime that's the case, it's it's going to present some you know some pretty solid value. But I mean, for for me, like I'm kind of kind of saddened to see this board. I'm I'm reacting live to this wide receiver view. Um, you know, there are several rookies that are pushed way up the board. Oh yeah, and like the whole the whole benefit of drafting this early is that the rookies are you know tend to be a little bit of depressed to be a little bit depressed in terms of their ADP. But I mean, you know the the, the the models out there right like people know that you need to you need to stack yep. up on rookies if you're trying to reach some of that upside so you're going to be paying full market value for them it looks based on on this list yeah absolutely um at the tight ends here it's sam laporta no doubt about it tight end one going off the board at 29.8 travis kelsey going in the fourth round now 46.1 trey mcbride mark andrews george kittle they round out the top five and then you still have some potential steals uh, down the board. We have uh, Brock Bowers, tight end seven. David Njoku, tight end nine. Goddard, tight end 13. Hawkinson coming off the torn ACL, 12. So we'll certainly chat all about this. Let's go ahead. Let's uh, get Kyle ready to come on screen. He's going to have some would-you-rather questions for us. But um, overall, it's shocking to see what this ADP is. Again, some, some different parameters where you have to go off the best ball strategy, factoring it into this as well as just the general uh, craziness of this time of year. So um, crazy to look at that. Let's go ahead. Uh, Let's bring us back into the four pack here. And Kyle, what questions do you have for us? Uh, Whether they're ADP related, Super Bowl related, what do you got for us? We have a bunch of really fun questions from uh, our boy Seth over here, of course. So we're going to start off with a Super Bowl question. Really fun one. Would you rather fight a coyote or Chief Saholic? Now, do you guys know who Chief Saholic is? I do now. I didn't, but now I do. Yeah, go ahead and tell our audience, Kyle. (laughs) So, allegedly, okay, allegedly he's a Chiefs super fan who dressed up in a wolf costume and is robbing banks on Chiefs road games. Uh so wait like is a, he allegedly a super fan or allegedly a criminal or i guess both are up in here criminal. Uh, like yeah, a point fan on the record but allegedly right. good clarification criminal. by me and, and keep in mind the coyote comes from the super bowl we're hearing reports out of las vegas right now that an alleged coyote uh bit an nfl player we've heard former we've heard current We've heard 49ers, we've heard Chiefs, we've heard a guy not playing. We don't know what's what's real or what's not. So this could be completely fake news. But um, taking that out of the question here, Eric, what do you, what do you think? Uh, where, where are you going here? Either you find a coyote or you find Chiefs a holic. 
Man, an alleged coyote. The 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 yeah. allegations are flying left and right here. Um, I don't want to get sued. I'm, That's all. I'm, <laughs> I'm absolutely yeah. Coyotes notoriously litigious, right? Um, I'm I'm absolutely fighting the the coyote, right? Like, are we talking about a single coyote here? We're not talking about like, yes. a pack of them. Yeah, no, I will I will wreck a coyote. I might I might get bit. I might need to get a rabies shot. That's fine. But like the the type of human being that schemes up uh, a plan where he's going to uh rob banks across the country while he follows his favorite team like that dude is full-on wild card status i i don't want to squab with that man i'll i'll take the coyote scott how do you feel about it um well i'm thinking maybe the 49ers are probably more susceptible to coyote bites aren't they practicing at like las vegas high or something <laughs> yeah. like that yeah you um, i'm going i'm going the other direction i'm going with uh chiefaholic um, I don't really want to mess with a wild animal. Um, I don't, I've seen firsthand what the rabies vaccine, the, how many shots it is. Not it's fun. not fun. So I don't want to do that. So I'm fighting the guy. Cause here's my, here's my stipulation. I'm banking on that. This individual, if he is in fact robbing banks, he's utilizing a lot of fear and a lot of threats, you know, like potentially with weapons yeah. to get what he wants. But nobody nobody challenges him because you know he's he's the one with the weapon. I think in a he's fair fight, all, yeah. I think he's all talk. The bully theory, I like and this. I think I could easily take him. Okay, okay, Kyle, I'll hand it back to you because I feel like I'm kind of in the middle here a little bit. Well, Seth, I have a thought. I think I can change your mind. What do you got? What do you got? Me and you tag team, Chiefsaholic. And Casey Wolf, the Chiefs mascot. Well, now you're changing. Yeah. You're moving the goalposts. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the I would take that. The clear choice. Come on. I, I would take that, but I'm also not afraid of a little coyote. I think you bring him out after Coyotes me. These are very small, actually. Yeah, if you got yeah. some steel toes on, just give him one. You know, one one yeah. kick to the face, and I think. Good luck with that. Good luck landing that kick with a tiny little quick wild animal. Good luck. I will say, bottom line, though. I think in the name of fucking Toby Keith, I'm going to kick a bank Robin Wolf's ass this week. I think that's what I'd rather do in the name of Toby Keith, in the name of America, Shut the name up. of America's soldiers. Let's go, baby. I'm, I'm all right. All right. All right. Pete, Toby Keith, man. Yeah. Can we have a moment of silence for that? Jeez. For the soldiers? Oh, for Keith. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out Toby. We miss you, buddy. We'll be we'll be partying with you this uh this July 4th. Kyle, what else you got for us? You got any Toby Keith related questions? Toby Keith related questions. I don't think so. Okay. All right. What do you got for us? Uh we have some ADP questions. <laughs> Would you rather target at current ADP? We got Kyron Williams, Devon Achan, Isaiah Pacheco, or Rashad White. Scott, what are you thinking? You're such a stat guy. You've probably got your whole draft planned out in your head like Rain Man. <laughs> uh, I wish. Um, well, I said my piece a little while ago about Achan. Um, I do think he's a good best ball target. Um, but amongst this list, if we're just talking about these players, again, this is, you know, we, we have to take the risk that we're making these decisions before we know who they draft, who they pick up in yep. free agency, all that kind of stuff. But I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, implement more of Eric's style here, and I'm gonna wait a little bit. And I think this is really good value for Rashad White. Um, 
amongst, Shocker. Among, hey, amongst these, um, you know, full PPR would be a little bit more enticing, but half PPR, I mean, you know, he, he, he showed that, you know, he, he, he drives that running back reception bus for the Buccaneers. Um, so I think, you know, Eric kind of, Eric kind of changed my mind a little bit with his, with his talk of, you know, volume with later running backs. And I think Rashad White's mm -hmm. a great late, later target at the running back position. Not necessarily like a typical ceiling play, um, but a consistent play, a good, a good high floor, a good high floor running back. I like it. I think I'm kind of in that same camp, but with Isaiah Pacheco a little bit, just kinda... because like CH might be out of town. Jared McKinnon's going to be 32. And like, I feel like any decent running back with 200 plus carries, 49 targets and a Patrick Mahomes led offense is going to be good. But Isaiah Pacheco is like really fucking good. Like this dude is actually a great runner. Shout out Brett Veach and the whole organization for everything they were able to do to spot this guy. Um, but he has 10, 10 TD plus upside for me again this season. So I like him quite a bit. Um, I'm going back to the well with Pacheco here. How do you feel about it, Eric? Yeah, I think we're all uh, we're all kind of dancing in the same range. It was between Pacheco and, and Rashad White for me. Um, I'm I'm actually going to lean with with Rashad White uh, RB four in terms of total scoring last year. And I, I was actually looking at this specifically to see you know who's kind of got the the better upside. And the the tiebreaker really falls into two things. While Rashad White is certainly the more steady piece. He's got plenty of 20 plus games in his in his log, right? Uh, RB eights, sixes, RB one in week nine, right? So like definitely has the upside, but also the, the the team context, right? Like kind of speculating here a little bit. You know, we we look at the state of the Chiefs versus the state of the Buccaneers. Both of these yeah. guys are on rookie contracts, but a team that is in the Super Bowl kind of perennially now. Um, you know, adding another running back piece is one of the moves that they tend to make, right? It's kind of one of those last Good piece point. sort of luxury additions. Whereas Tampa Bay is going to have to answer a lot of questions with their roster this offseason. And if they already, you know, have have an answer at running back and one that's relatively affordable, I think they're more inclined to stay in Pat there. So that would really be the tiebreaker that would put me on white. Okay. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. Kyle, uh, what else do we have for you? Yeah, uh, so we have another. We have a couple more Super Bowl questions, such as: uh, Would you rather have Usher or Creed perform at Super Bowl? What is that? Fifty-eight halftime show. Good read. Uh, thank you, Eric. What are you thinking? What's your favorite Roman numeral? Yeah, I was gonna say I I will I will throw shade at nobody who has to read Roman numerals live. Um, I mean, for me, it's it's Usher, right? Like, um, oh. you know, I I don't know I don't know if anybody is is unironically listening to Creed, right? Like that's kind of the lane that they they occupy. But even if it's just my my own prism, um, you know, all, all of Usher's albums are are an absolute bob. I'm looking forward to. Uh, to this year's halftime performance. Whereas Creed, like, I feel like you kind of get a quick chuckle on, you know, a song or two of theirs, and then you're you're not really drawn in by the performance anymore. Wow. My turn? Shut up, Creed. Wow. <laughs> Scott, please bring it back. Bring it back oh, for man. the good Christians of America. Are you, please. Are you, are you joking with me? Um, I'm going to be <laughs> even less nice. It's Usher by a million for me. Oh. Like, dig this guy. 
and I, I'm not going to be like, oh, I just I would prefer, and maybe it's a selfish thing. I would prefer listening to Usher's music over Creed. You know, in any scenario imaginable. So that's how I feel about it. Got Seth on an island. Wow, ahead, you Seth. know, I don't like Creed, <laughs> why I enjoy streaming and podcasting and running a business with you gents are because you're you bring some wisdom to my life, a little guidance, a little maturity. This oh, is a very mature answer. This is a very this is a very oh, this is a very young, uneducated answer from you guys. It's Creed by a mile here. Not yeah. only are we gonna get some absolute vibes with "Take Me Higher," probably someone swinging back and forth doing some crazy shit. Wait, which but, song? I've never heard that one before. Yeah, yeah. That. Well, what? It's, what? What about? What about my sacrifice? That one's also a fucking banger, man. I know Creed is. It's funny. It's a stereotype. I'm the guy. At, you know, at at uh, you know, at, at covered bands. That I'm gonna yell, play some Creed. I like Creed. I enjoy Creed, but. I, I'm not looking forward to Usher. Kyle, are you looking forward to Usher? Like, I, this isn't 2010. This is 2023. Let's get Creed back in the mix once again. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I think I might be siding with Seth on this one against my better judgment just because of how iconic their performance, uh, their uh, Thanksgiving performance was. Yes. I think they would put on a hell of a show, you know. They'll, they have the greatest hits to play, like – they would they're just playing the hits they're not bringing out yeah any new yeah no. yeah we got five songs maybe usher a cover would, usher would would pull some bullshit with that he'd play something no one's ever fucking heard and you know wait that. hold on i have i have something to say here so seth you just said it's not 2010 anymore in refer referring to usher creed's back creed's back i don't the thanksgiving guys... show we are talking about everybody keeps referring it's to like 2001 2001 yeah, I, Creed's back, okay. though. They're Creed's a legacy act. Yes. Rising yes. like a the Phoenix. Beach Boys. No, thanks. Yes. Creed, the Pearl Jam, Boys. all that nonsense. I can't stand it. Wow, now he's shitting on. Wow, okay. Um, all I'll say is to round us out, I have good memories of Creed. <laughs> um, Kyle, you and I were driving through Pittsburgh last year, and when Creed came on, man, we were jamming. We had the sunroof going. It was late. It was late. We were heading down to West Virginia. Vibes were high, and uh, – Two of my best friends during senior week in Ocean City got arrested to Creed. They're blasting it, you know, in one of their pickup trucks, just going hard. And yeah, they, you know, got a little too rowdy. So uh, Creed, Creed's been around for a while. I'll just got say, out. as long as it's better than whatever that was Jack Harlow did earlier this season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Great point. Great point. Uh, Kyle, what else do we have? All right. So we'll get back to some ADPs for you folks. Would you rather? Target at current ADP, Sam Laporta, Travis Kelsey, Trey McBride, or Dave Njoku. Scott, what are you, what are you thinking? Do you, like um, do you think he's nice? Who? <laughs> Sam Laporta. Do you yeah, think he's a good hugger? I think he's a really nice, I think he's a fine young gentleman. Um, I don't think he would be fun to hug, personally. To hunt? To hug. Oh, hug. to okay. hug. He's too big. Like he's too big. Got, got dark. Um, so this took a turn. You know this. This one's a little. This one's a little tough. Like there's a there's a part of me that jumps straight to Dave Njoku, especially with how he ended that season at you know at that price. But I think I might go. I might go Trey McBride here. Um, 
you know, Travis Kelsey, like it's so hard. Him and Mike Evans, man, like, you know, I, I don't want to get bet against Travis Kelsey. Um, and, you know, obviously his ADP is slipping compared to recent years since he's not the, you know, smash tight end one. He's the yeah. tight end two. Um, but I think I'm still going Trey McBride here. I just I have this this feeling that, the you know, with a with a healthy, you know, from the start of the season, healthy Kyler Murray. If they if they address the offense a bit in the um, in the draft, I just I like I like the Cardinals offense. And so I think I'm going Trey McBride here. Wow. We're just going to discount Travis Kelsey at a fourth round price tag, Scott. I, that just sounds nuts to me because like a down year for him was 93 receptions, nearly a thousand yards, five touchdowns in 15 games. And I think like he kind of learned a lesson this year a little bit, Eric, like he realized, hey, I'm overexposed a little bit. I, I'm out here maybe doing a couple too many commercials, maybe out too many events. And like, I feel like once he reeled it back in, said, hey, I, I'm a part of this Chiefs team. We're going on a Super Bowl run. We're, we're seeing the real Travis Kelsey now. And I think we see that next year as well. Uh, your thoughts here on tight end, specifically Travis Kelsey uh, versus Trey McBride. Yeah, I mean, I, I told on myself as we were looking at the the top to bottom tight end rankings, Travis Kelsey, where he's being drafted right now, is is insane. Like to to your point about this being a down year, all of those stats are you know what quantify as a down year for for him, and yet he's still tight end one on average, right? Fourteen point six points per game. Like I I have to think that his ADP d- being depressed to this point is like some measure of like random Taylor Swift hate, hate that he's still catching, and also there being some like some threads out there in the world that he might retire if they win the Super mm-hmm. Bowl this year. I'm assuming that when he does not retire, we'll see him creep up to be pretty much neck and neck with Sam Laporta. So until that point, I'll happily take the value. Um, you know, once he gets up to the to the kind of early to mid thirties, I'm I'm right there with with Scott. I'm I'm smashing Trey McBride at 56. Yeah, you guys convinced me. At that price, there's no reason to not take Travis Kelsey right now. You're, you're, you're it, right it won't that. be that price for long though. So I know I yeah, fire up yeah, your yeah. underdog app right now. <laughs> I'm in I'm in all these drafts and we're not moving. I'm trying to get you the fourth dude, round. Dude, I was like gonna crazy. say this when we were talking about this is why you don't slow draft, right? Like eight like best ball is about responding to the market and someone's ADP can be entirely different two yeah. days later when it's your yeah. turn to pick again. It's a great point. It's a great point. Uh Kyle, I think we have a wide receivers ADP question as well. We can bust out quick. Yeah, would you rather? target at current ADP. Amonra St. Brown, Puka Nakua, Nico Collins, Rasheed Rice, or Brandon Ayuk? Man, that's a tough one, I think, because like some of these prices are a little bit inflated. Um, like I love Nico Collins. I put him on the thumbnail because like heading into the last couple of weeks, I was like, I think I'm gonna be in on Nico. I thought Tank Dell might see a little bit of a bump and we might get them closer to similar ADPs. We didn't at all. And to see Nico and Rashid, guys who carried me in a lot of leagues this high up in the ADP is kind of a bummer. With that being said, I think I would just rather target the the chalky Amon Ross St. Brown here, Scott. 6.9 for his ADP. I almost took him overall uh, six today ahead of Jamar Chase, ahead of Brees. 119 receptions, 1,500 yards, 10 TDs. Vibes are high in Detroit still. I want a piece of it. Yeah, I, that's who I would go with. I mean, okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's different. For me, it's you know, it's just it's a different ball game with, with wide receivers. Um, and I just think, I think Amon, he's a, he's a top four guy, and 
you know, he might not quite have the the range of outcomes to finish as the overall wide receiver one, but I've been do- doing some, just some breakdown analysis of just fantasy scoring from wide receivers this year. Um, looking at, you know, in games, they were above their season long average. How high were they above in games? They were below how far below, how many games were they above and below? And Amon Ron say Brown was provided ceiling and consistency. Um, you know, I mean, I just, he's, he's about as set it and forget it as the, as it gets in fantasy football, not just at wide receiver. Um, for me, I'm not touching Nico Collins at this price personally. Um, I'm also not touching Rasheed Rice at this price. To me, those two, those two have been propped up way too high in that same study. Nico Collins was one of the biggest boom bust wide receivers this year of the top 50 wide receivers. He was below his season average, you know, in the games he played more than anybody else. He had like three, he had like three or four spike games, and then he was below mm-hmm. his season average at all other times. I think he's good. I like him. He's not, he's not this high yet. And Tank Dell missed, missed a bunch of time. So Nico scares me a little bit. And Rasheed Rice, I mean, I'm not risking it yet with him. I really like him. Um, but I have no idea what the Chiefs are going to do at wide receiver, whether it's in free agency or in the draft. Yep. Um, you know, he, he he got he you know he he made his he made his bread on yards after the catch. He had the second lowest a dot after Wandale Robinson, less than five yards average depth of target. Um, so to me, I'm just I I I need to see more from Rasheed Rice before I'm putting him up in in these waters. Eric, yeah, uh, I, I think we've kind of covered all the bases here, right? What what I will say is I I don't think that this is all that difficult a choice, like. Amon Ra and Puka, you know, sitting essentially towards like the back half of the first round are are perfectly fine options. Mm-hmm. Everyone after that, like it gets real dicey. With Nico Collins, a lot of those spike games came as after Tank Dell was injured, right? So like yeah. very legitimate question marks as to whether or not he can sustain that. Already made the points about potential potential new personnel coming into Kansas City. And Brandon Ayuk, while he had a damn fine season, I'm counting seven, eight different weeks where he was wide receiver 30 or worse. Like you're taking a you're taking a lot of bad weeks, uh, you know, drafting him essentially at, at the at the end of the second round. So Amon Ra Puka, I'll click the names all day, but everyone else, like I, I'm probably looking to pass. And quickly, we already kind of touched on quarterbacks a little bit, guys, but um here I think my strategy is simple as this. If I'm somewhere around you know, the, the back half of round two and Josh Allen is slid there, I would consider him. But if I don't get Josh Allen, I would rather target someone like Brock Purdy, someone like Jordan Love or someone in that later range rather than reaching for a Jalen Hurts or even potentially a Joe Burrow. Any any digression from you on that, Eric? In so much as you're not reaching for Joe Burrow here, right? Like 75th overall ADP is a fantastic value. Like, uh, uh in a macro sense, I, I don't really want to be drafting kind of QBs like four through nine, which is probably where he'll fall. Right, like but Scott I mean, said to, earlier, yeah. Yeah, but you, I mean, you have to keep the, the context of the actual value that they present there. Like Joe Burrow, another player that I think is probably going to creep up into the 50s in the in the next you know couple weeks or months. Um, so, you know, don't mind getting a little bit of value there. But yeah, I mean, generally speaking, like, I mean, I'm I'm probably waiting later than the second round for Josh Allen, which means I'm paying him. Um, yeah, you know, after that, like QB nine, QB ten is probably where I want to be. So that's going to give me a lot of Purdy, a lot of Kyler, a lot of Fields. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where I see, like, I agree with that. And to me, you know, um, 
I agree. I think Burrow's value is going to increase because I would I think Purdy at Purdy at ninety one is fine. I just think that there's a bigger gap between Purdy and Burrow than fifteen slots. You know what I mean? So I think that's going to go up. Um, but you know, at this point, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get to the point where I'm just like, I will not draft this quarterback no matter what. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because yeah. Burrow and Herbert kind of fall in that category. Where, yeah. like, I'm probably yeah. not going to end up with much of them. They don't have a ton of rushing upside. You know, in that range, I'm going to be focused more on like an Anthony Richardson um, if he stays in that range. But Eric brings up a very good point. You know, every dra- every draft you're going to be in is going to be different. So you, you really, you have to be flexible. If somebody like Burrow does fall two or three rounds past where you think they should go, you don't have to hold to that. Oh, I'm not yeah. taking the QB six, yeah. you know, yeah. grab him if the value's there. Head on a swivel, like Kyle in, in those uh, those uh, Pittsburgh Southside dive bars. Um, Kyle, hit, hit us with uh, one or so more uh, questions here, uh, even if it's uh, uh, non-ADP uh, related. Yeah, for sure. Uh, would you rather have sports gambling, recreational marijuana, or buying tobacco at 18 legal? Seth, wow. this is a very Seth-coded question. You should start. All I'll say is that if you are, if you would rather have buying tobacco at 18 legal, you hate our youth. Let's just say that right now. That's a fine law. It, it is legal. Uh, in my in my state, it's not now. You got to be twenty one now in Pennsylvania, at least. So, so in I don't know. In Washington, oh, kids can smoke, but I can't freaking gamble. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but honestly, like, I think sports gambling should be legal in every state. I think recreational marijuana should be legal in every state. I don't think buying tobacco at eighteen. I don't really care about it. Um, I I, I love our youth, so uh, that's cool. But um. Yeah, give me sports gambling because that would help. That ah, damn no. But the question isn't the question isn't should these be legal? There should be they legal for eighteen year olds. That's the question. Oh oh no, just the buying tobacco is is the eighteen year old mm. one, Scott. Oh, I misread it. Yes. Okay. Um, Are there any alleged coyotes in the mix? <laughs> Kyle, how do you feel about this one? Because like sports gambling and weed—that's a hard one to like. I I love them both. I love them both. It's hard to pick one. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's not because of my job. I can't bet on most sports. That's true. I don't smoke mm. tobacco. So you do the math on which one I would choose. <laughs> Are you secretly an NFL player, Kyle? Yeah. Okay. I thought so. I'm Adam Vinatieri. <laughs> Are you the one that got bit by the coyote? Can I see your leg? No. Uh. Uh, Eric, how do you think insurance on this leg? <laughs> um i mean it's pretty easy for me like you can you can miss me with tobacco just in general um i live in the godforsaken state of texas so nothing fun or um enjoyable is legal so i don't have any of these things um and for me it's got to be sports gambling like i can i i got the plug on the uh on on the on the flower as needed right I, i feel like if you do a little, you do a little bit of planning. You you know you 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 uh, you you map it out in advance. You can you can get by pretty well with uh, with other means of acquiring. Whereas sports gambling, like these lines move, right? You uh, you you do some analysis. You you find an edge. You want to jump in there and, and get it. So I'll I'll take the sports gambling. Hell yeah, hell yeah, Scott. What do you got? 
Well, remind me, Eric, is the state of Arizona inside the state of Texas? <laughs> it is, yeah. It, actually, the state of Arizona, um, no, it's, it's almost no, like, a, it's like a grouping of cities inside the state of Texas. I mean, this one's pretty easy for me because I don't smoke weed um, and my state doesn't allow sports gambling right now. So I'm definitely raw dog in some sports gambling. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate the honest answer there, boys. Um, <laughs> nothing like bringing raw dog and back up. Um, Eric, we got to transition you out of here. I know you have a, a heart out. So thank you for joining us, man. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's jump in between bets and round the show out, though. Queen, 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 queen. Bets, 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 bets. Between, queen, queen, queen. Bets, bets, bets. I didn't give Kyle a shout out, but Kyle, shout out to you too, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for hosting that game. Would you rather? Um, always gets off the rails in there. But Scott, we're looking at Super Bowl bets, man. It's our time. I've been diving into these lines for about the last week or so. We've seen some Super Bowl's movement. here. It's finally yeah. here. It, it's been interesting too, man, because um, seeing kind of what happened with the overall spread. It started out 49ers about a two and a half point favorite. Uh, favorite. They kind of go back down to about a point, point and a half now on most most two, sports. Right? Yeah, now it's kind of crept back up. We've seen the total stay about the same, however. So I'll be honest. I've been riding the Chiefs and hammering the money line. They've been an underdog in most of these games so far this postseason. I I think I might be getting off the ride just because I have no idea who's going to win this game. I think it's two super evenly matched teams. They are my pick uh, to get to this game at the start of the playoffs. So are you attacking the spread or the money line at all here, Scott? Is there anything in that that interests you, or are you more taking to, to the prop bet street market this week? Um, I'd be more interested in the prop bets. Um, I mean, personally, I'm taking, you know, you know, if I were in a football pool, pick just picking winners, spreads, that sort of yeah. thing. I'm I'm taking Kansas City straight up. I think they I think they win this game. I don't think I don't think San Fran's seen a defense like this since Baltimore. Um, and you know, I mean the results were what they were. Brock Purdy, you know, more power to him. He led some comebacks, but they were pretty lucky to win both of those games. Um, a few, a few things about, and I mean, you can say that about anybody. I'm trying not to be biased because I'm a Seahawks fan. Yeah. I just don't, you know, I don't think they were really the fiery and all on all cylinders 49ers that we saw for much of the season. Um, whereas KC has gotten pretty hot and their defense has been pretty lights out. So um, do you want me to go through some of my props? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and just if anyone did want to get on Kansas City money line, it's plus 110 right now. It's kind of what you're looking at. So a little bit better than even money. But yeah, let's go through a couple of your props and uh, hit me with what you're thinking. And then I will round this out with a little bit of a uh, same game parlay I, I'm going to be throwing out too. Can I start with my silly fake prop? Please. Okay. So this is an over under question. One million grown men will cry that Taylor Swift is on the TV screen too much. So I'm taking the over at the odds. The odds are minus 100,000 on that. So just to, just to let everyone know how I feel about that nonsense. Um, so I went with another goofy one, a, a fun one, one that always ends up. We don't do it every single year, but we have, you know, fun family, friends, prop bets, bingo cards, that sort of mm-hmm. thing for the Super Bowl. And I always I always love the classic, the Gatorade bath color. Yeah. So I looked I looked at that and I'm just I'm going for the biggest payout. I have no rhyme or reason. 
And I think the biggest payout was orange at plus 500. So I'm, I'm, I'm going with orange for the Gatorade color. Um, I'm going with another kind of, you know, let, lower odds, higher payout. First interception by, is it, I never know. Is it Legarius or Ladarius Sneed? I say it both ways. I, I'm the worst at pronunciation um, with, with player names. I'm going so. to first interception by L period Sneed from the Kansas City Chiefs at plus 1,000. Um, again, not a lot of, I'm not a big like defensive player guy. I had him yeah. on an IDP team and he did well for me. So I'm going with that. Um, I'm going with Nick Bosa at at least at least two sacks at plus 350. And then I think the both teams being successful on a fourth down conversion at plus 290 is easy money. Oh, I do like that. That's a yeah, that's with these two coaches in the Super Bowl, easy money. Yeah, you know they're gonna have a couple attempts. And it's funny with the Gatorade bath because last year it was the long shot that actually won won the Gatorade bath. I believe it was orange last year as well. Um and so, uh, yeah, I kind of wonder w- w- with that. And I can't bet on a lot of these like in-game, like funny props in Pennsylvania. I can do the coin toss and some other ones like that. I am a, it's not my best bets, but Reba McIntyre is singing this uh, national yeah, anthem here. Yeah, I think it's interesting with her because it's always usually a, a, a hundred plus second national anthem, but Reba has traditionally always sung hers very short. She kind of does a quicker pace one. So um, it, it's kind of the classic, you know, history of, of Reba McIntyre versus the history of the Super Bowl. So she just um, relies on being a badass with an awesome voice and doesn't need to like carry on every note. Yeah, anthem. She's just but, gonna, she's just maybe, gonna freaking belt it out. Maybe she will here. Maybe she will. I, I know the last time I looked at that line it was about ninety six and a half seconds was the over under there. So I think if it stayed in that ballpark, I would just take the over just because history uh, is likely to repeat itself. I think. But hey, maybe Reba's just that chick. Um, By the way, that's awesome that she's singing the national anthem. Yeah, I, I, you gotta lo- yeah, love Reba. Awesome. Lo- love Reba. Um, any other prop bets you didn't you didn't cover, Scott? No, I think I went through all mine. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and pu- pull mine up then here. Um, all right, so I'm gonna go with the same game parlay this week, and I- I'm really excited about the Super Bowl this week. Um, I-, I think there are some very very advantageous lines out there. Um, trying to make this as big as I can here. Um, so I'm going with a four-legger. And to, to be very, very transparent with you guys, usually when I do same-game parlays, I'm not a big odds guy. I'll usually stay in that somewhere between the, the plus 190 and 4-1 and to one range. Um, but I thought I was getting some very advantageous odds here. Um, Eric and I are, are sweating out a couple uh, of futures that we think are going to cash on Sunday. So I, I'm kind of going in with a little bit of an advantage. Um, so I'm going one unit here on this four legger. I'm going with Travis Kelsey over 69 and a half rushing y- or uh, receiving yards. He's done this uh, three the last three games. And Sam Laporta just went off uh, against the 49ers the week before. Fred Warner had no answers for him, despite Fred Warner being that guy here. Um, so I think Kelsey's going to get it done through the air. Isaiah Pacheco, I'm going with him over. Uh, 59 and a half rushing yards. Pacheco has hit this line in four or seven last nine games. Niners were gashed by Aaron, Aaron Jones uh, a couple weeks ago, 100 plus rushing yards from him. And then Gibbs and Montgomery each had 40 yards last week as well. And I, I think Isaiah Pacheco is the difference maker here, Scott. If, if the Chiefs want to pull it off, I think they're going to have to lean on him on the ground and Travis Kelsey through the air. 
I'm also going to go with Noah Gray, a little bit of a fun one here, over one and a half receptions. He's hit this mark in his last two games and two of the the three playoff games so far for him. He leads the team uh, with nine postseason targets. That's that's the third most on the team behind Rice and Kelsey. So I do like Noah Gray a little bit here. And then with the Chiefs playing such great coverage, Scott, I also went with Brock Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards. He's had 60 the last two weeks combined and has hit this line in both playoffs games. I think Snead uh, is going to lock some receivers up and he's going to have to scramble. So uh, what are your thoughts on this initial look at my SGP here? I like these, man. I mean, that seems like a pretty low over under for Kelsey, to be honest. Um, and the, you know, I mean, he's 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 refound himself in the playoffs um, mm-hmm. and be, and been his dominant self. So that that seems, especially like you said, with a team that's you know given up some some points to the tight end. Pacheco is almost the slam dunk here for me because, I mean, I don't know if you caught it, but the the Lions rushed for more yards than any team ever has against Shanahan as the coach of the 49ers. Wow. Okay. And I, I think they had that like pretty early in the game. Um, you know, and then Aaron Jones did what he did. So for whatever reason, the Niners had a good rush defense during the season, but they've been gashed in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and Pacheco is that physical run, like, you know, he's a physical, you know, chicken with his head cut off runner. So I think, yeah, I think I like that. I mean, I mean, and I think the Purdy over 12.5, I mean, I think that's easy. I think he'll get that in two runs. Um, as he flushed out of the pocket, he'll probably be sweating. Is Noah Gray will probably catch a ball in the first quarter, and then you'll just it'll be like midway through the fourth, and you'll be like, "You got to be kidding me! This is what's going to freaking break this parlay." <laughs> That's the riskiest leg. That is the riskiest. I know, leg, I know. I think. but it's also yeah. it's bizarre because it's like it seems like nothing. You know, two catches. That's all he needs. Yeah, he's just become that safety valve because they don't have anyone else. We don't we don't have confirmation yet, too, that Kadarius Tony is playing. We have heard he's on the scout team this week because he's the kind of the closest thing that can simulate some of these speedy San Francisco uh, skill players. But no confirmation Kadarius will be playing. No confirmation um, that Sky Moore is going to be back out there as well. So I think Noah Gray is going to going to potentially get get a couple receptions here so i i hope that would be uh i would love to see it uh we got hoove in the chat what's up Hoove? good to see you man um you got any noah gray stashed around any dynasty league scott um no i don't okay i have no noah gray no noah gray no noah gray well, I am absolutely pumped up for it. Um, we got a lot of great content over there on the site for the Super Bowl as well. Rachel has her prize picks out already. We did a little bit of a betting preview, and I think I'm going to probably put that SGP up there as well. Um, so much other good content. We, we got three articles coming out a week for PGA, three coming out for NASCAR on race weekends as well, and uh, a bunch of good shit in between, man. It's been so much fun doing uh, kind of what we've been doing over here at IBT, Scott, kind of just mixing it up. Way to work in in between there. That was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, doing our thing, man. But it, it's been a blast and uh, been a blast to hang out with you tonight, my friend, as well. It's going to be back. Yeah, I was bummed to miss last week, but I was under the weather. Uh, yeah. So, which might have been okay, just because I know you, there was a lot of talk of uh, the Senior Bowl and some prospect stuff. And I just, I haven't fully dug in. Although it was funny, I was uh, I was chatting with our boy Herms last night. Yeah, chatting Herms. About some stuff. We were just chatting about some stuff. We started chatting about some of the QB prospects. And I told him, I was like, I haven't really dug in yet. And we kept kind of talking. And I was like, oh, fuck it. So I like opened up my spreadsheet and started, nice. you know, I was just like, okay, I've got it. I got the itch now. So, um, yeah, no, it's good to be back. 
Um, and Seth, congratulations. I don't think I said it directly to you on your four nominations from the Fantasy Sports Writers Association. Good luck, bro. Hey, thank you, man. And uh, congratulations to you. And there's nobody I'd rather go up against for Football Writer of the Year that, than yourself, Scott Rainier. And uh, man, it's been a hell of a journey. And I'm just so grateful for this. And I'm grateful for this like IBT family that allows us to do this, you know. They're the ones who give us their support and allow us to continue to make good content um, across our channels, whether that's here on YouTube or over there on the website. So, Scott, congratulations to you too, man. Super proud of you. Super proud of this company and everything we're building over here. Um, and uh, excited to see where this goes, man. We'll see in a couple of weeks who comes out the victor on that one. Um, yeah. Hopefully it, hopefully it works out better than our Cam Akers and uh, Rashad White wager that we had earlier this, uh, this year as well. Well, that would be fine if it works out like that for me. <laughs> But not, but not as much for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was a little bit of a barn burner there. Um, but guys, so much fun hanging out with everyone. Kyle, thank you for uh, making time for us tonight. As always, Eric, it was great to hang out with him as well. And everyone in the IBT chat, we appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week to uh, discuss the fallout of the Super Bowl and some more 2024 content. Until then, you guys know what to do. Keep it in between out there. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>